Hebrews 11. Verse 33, through faith, kingdoms were subdued. Through faith, righteousness is wrought. Promises obtained. The mouth of hungry lions stopped. Literal fire, unable to burn people. Great escapes. People who out of weakness were made strong to be valiant, to fight the armies of the aliens. By faith, women received their dead loved ones raised up. There were others who were tortured, mocked, scourged, imprisoned, stoned, sawn in half, slain with the sword, deprived of their property, living in dens and caves of the earth. I've entitled this message, The Power of Faith. Now, let me say by uh, way of introduction that Peter said, we're kept by the power of God through faith. And I think this will give us some understanding of what is meant by the power of of faith. It's the omnipotence of God working through faith. It's not faith itself, but it's the power, the omnipotence of God that works through faith, the power of faith. You know, that's something that I'm persuaded none of us know enough about as we should. The power of faith. Now, faith is the saving grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, we read these blessed words. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, when I say faith is the saving grace, that means it doesn't work for salvation. That's simple enough, isn't it? One of my favorite scriptures is Romans chapter 4, verse 5, to him that worketh not, but believeth. On him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I love the first verse of Hebrews chapter 11. Look with me there in verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things 
hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now I hope that when my name is called on judgment day, I will be found to be one who has no sin. What a hope. The hope of justification. The hope of because of the righteousness and merits of Christ as my very righteousness, I'll stand before God. He's not going <coughs> to look at me and say, well, I know you sinned while you're here, but you're forgiven now. No. I'm going to be justified. One who has never sinned. Now, that's my hope. I have a hope that I'm going to hear him say to me, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. What an entrance that'll be. I have a hope. And I have a hope that everything between now and then is working together for my good. Everything. You can't take that too far. That's everything. Every second of every minute of every hour. Everything is working together for my good. And for his glory. Now, I have a hope. Can I see it? Nope. Can I see that I stand before God sinless? Can I look in my heart and say, oh, sinlessness? No, I can't see that. Can I see that these things that are so difficult, that are so troublesome, that are so wearying, that are so frustrating, can I see that those things are working together for my good? No. Not at all. But faith is the evidence of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the ground. Faith alone. I love our Lord's words in John chapter 6 verses 28 and 29 when they said, what must we do that we might work the works of God? He said, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent period now because of what faith is God's gift and because of its object the Lord Jesus Christ who he is and what he did that's faith's object may I learn that the faith's object is who Jesus Christ is and what he actually accomplished on Calvary's tree. That's faith's object. And when I understand who works this in us, God the Holy Spirit, I see that faith is the most powerful thing in the universe. Now, it's God's power. Don't ever look at it in any other way. I'm afraid... People think if I can just tap into more faith, I can have more victory in my life. You're missing it. Faith is the power of God. That's what it's in. Uh, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Now, when that man cried in Mark chapter 9 to the Lord, if thou canst do anything. Now, think about what he's saying to Christ. If thou canst do anything. He was in the wrong place, wasn't he? What did the Lord say? 
if thou canst believe, all things are possible. That word possible is taken from the word power. It's within the power of God. All things are possible. Is anything too hard to the, for the Lord? No. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now, faith has omnipotence giving it, and faith, as much as anything else, is simply believing in his ability. I want you to think of the simplicity of this. We, we make faith way too complicated. I love what's said about Abraham. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded. He was convinced of this, that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.12, I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. Of what, Paul? That he's able I am persuaded that he is able to save me with no contribution from me. Are you persuaded of that? Are you persuaded of when he said it is finished, salvation was accomplished? That's what Paul's saying. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed, entrusted to him against that day. The power of faith arises from the power of God. And we see in this passage of scripture how faith enabled these people to go through this. Now, everything in this passage literally happened. It was an actual event. You know, when it says, uh, it stopped the mouths of lions, I, I love to think about this. Daniel being lowered down into that den of hungry lions. It was in a tent, and their mouths were stopped. I don't think they were even allowed to roar. <laughs> their mouths were stopped, and there he is. Uh, quench the violence of fire. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They literally went into that fiery furnace that was so hot it burned up the people threw, threw them in. And Nebuchadnezzar looks and he sees not three men walking, but four men walking, and the fourth likened to the Son of God, and the flame had no power on their bodies. That is a historic event that took place. These are all literal historical events, but they teach us something. Like I said, I'm persuaded we know far too little of. I know I know far too little of it. The power of faith. Now I repeat the words of the Lord, all things are possible. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now the first thing he says in our text, is through faith, kingdoms were subdued. And that word subdued means overcome. How many kingdoms were subdued? Even by David and by many of the kings. They uh, were subdued by faith. It was the power of God working in their behalf. But I want you to turn a few pages over to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. I'm sorry, chapter 5. The word subdued means overcome. Listen to this. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. 
And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? According to that scripture, you've overcome the world. Faith subdues kingdoms. Look what it says next in our text in verse 33. Who through faith wrought righteousness, worked righteousness, performed righteousness. Now let me remind you, faith is the product of the new nature. It doesn't come to you as some act of your will where you decide to believe. I remember hearing a song once, the songwriter said, I have decided to live like a believer. Oh, congratulations. Um, but that's not the way faith works. It's not some decision of resolve you make. But listen to this. Faith comes from being born of God. John 1, 12 and 13 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them which believe on his name, which were born. Not of blood, not because of some kind of fleshly relationship, not of the will of the flesh, not because a bunch of men got together and decided we're going to pray until God comes down and brings revival. Not because of the will of man, because of an act of man's free will, but of God. Because a believer has a holy nature, every good work performed is righteousness being wrought. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Listen to this scripture from 1 John. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. And that comes through faith. And then it says next in verse 34, through faith. Or verse 33, they obtain promises. They obtained through faith. They obtained promises. I've already quoted that. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. God said, Abraham, can you count the stars? No. So shall thy seed be. Abraham didn't have any evidence. He didn't have any kids. He didn't have any, uh, he didn't have one child. But what did he do? He believed the promise. With no other evidence, he believed the promise. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham believed the promise by faith and received the promise by faith. The only way you receive the promise of God is by faith, not by what you see on the inside, but because God said it in his word. I 
hate it when people say, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. No, no, God said it. That settles it eternally. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. He says in verse 33, through faith, stop the mouths of lions. Now, as Daniel saw the mouth of the hungry lion stopped, I love to think about that, don't you? He was lowered into that lion's den, and like I said, if their mouths were stopped, I don't believe they even roared. Have you ever heard the roar of a lion? It is, a, it is an awesome sound, but I don't think they made a whimper. They weren't allowed to. Daniel was stopped, brought down into that pit, and those lions' mouths were stopped. Now, what I thought about is faith stopped the mouths of all who would rise up against us. Let me read Isaiah 54, 7. No weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee shalt thou condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, for their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Who shall lay anything? I, I, when, when Paul says this, he's, he's bringing this as a challenge. Bring it on. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? God justifies. Who can condemn? Bring it up. You can't do it. It's Christ that died. Yea, rather that it's risen. The mouth of lions are stopped. Verse 34. By faith. The violence of fire was quenched. And I love, I've already referred to it, I love the story in Daniel chapter 3 of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar made that golden image 90 feet high. Everybody was commanded to bow to it. They didn't do it. Everybody else did. They didn't. And it was brought to Nebuchadnezzar's attention. He said, if you don't bow at the image that I've made when you hear those musical instruments, you're going to be cast into a fiery furnace. And who's the God that will deliver you out of my hands? I love their answer. If God wills, he can deliver us. That ain't a problem. But be it known to you whether he delivers us or not, we will not bow the image to that idol. And so they have the furnace heated seven times hotter than it normally was and even the men that and they bound them tied up and even the men that threw them in when they threw them in the flames came out and consumed them and these three Hebrew children were thrown bound into the fiery furnace Nebuchadnezzar looks he says to his buddies did we not throw three men in lo I see four Walking. And the fourth is like unto the Son of God. And the flame has no power over them. And they walked out of that furnace. And they didn't even smell like fire, nor was a hair singed. By faith. <clears throat> Verse 34. Escape the edge of the sword. 
The gospel is the way of escape. And do you hear that? The gospel, believing on Christ, is the way of escape. Looking to Christ is the way of escape. Out of weakness, verse 34, out of weakness were made strong. Paul said, when I'm weak, then am I strong. When you're without strength and you have no other hope but Christ alone, that's the greatest strength you're ever going to experience. You know that? When you look to Christ only, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else, you look to Christ only and you have nothing else, that's the greatest strength you'll ever have. When we were yet without strength in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. Notice what he says next in verse 34. Waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Waxed valiant in fight, brave in fight, turning to flight the armies of the aliens. And we have so many examples of of that happening in the Old Testament where the Lord fought their battles for them. But we have a battle to fight individually. The world, the world's no friend to grace. The world's no friend to Christ. The flesh, you have a sinful, evil nature that you're called upon to battle. The devil, I love that passage of scripture where the devil's called the accuser of the brethren in Revelation chapter 12 who, who accuses them day and night before God and says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of their testimony, what was that? We overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And they loved not their lives unto death. This is a gospel worth dying for. Uh, they, they turned to flight. The armies of the aliens. You know when people, I, I, I hear people say, well, he's, he or she, they're living defeated Christian lives. What? What do you mean by that? Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. We're more than conquerors. That's talking about every believer. A defeated Christian life. It's, that, that's so, that's ungodly to talk about a, a believer's life like that. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then faith. Look what uh, verse 35, women received their dead raised to life again. You remember when that happened with Elisha and raising the woman's uh, son who had died, and there are several instances of that. But the thing is, faith is a resurrection grace. What do I mean by that? When you're quickened from the dead, you know what you do? You believe. Only being quickened from the dead causes true saving. When you're quickened from the dead, when you're given life, you believe. Now, logically, you have to have life before you can believe. Amen? Understand that. Logically, you have to have life 
before you can believe. But chronologically, they come at the precise same time. When you live, you believe. When you believe, you live. It's the resurrection grace. And in, he says, others were tortured. Now look, look at what these people endured in verse 35. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. If you, if you deny the faith, you'll be delivered. No, we'll be tortured. How many people have died at the stake for the cause of God and truth and Christ? And they wouldn't accept deliverance. All they had to do is say, I deny it. They wouldn't do it. Now that's mighty grace. That can't be anything else. And it was through faith. Verse 36, and others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were thrown in prison. They were stoned. They were sawn and sundered. Think about that. They were strapped down on a table with a big old saw and they sawed them in half. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute, afflicted. Tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Isn't that the truth? Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And these all, having attained a good report through their heroic actions. Doesn't say that, does it? These all, having obtained a good report. And who is the one who gave this report? This is God's grade. This is, I want to say this reverently. This is God's report card. And they obtained a good report. And how did they obtain this good report? Through faith. Not through their heroic acts, not through being willing to be sawed in half in order to not deny the gospel, not through being thrown in prison. We admire that and we want to be that way, don't we? I want to, oh, I, I want to be all in, in every, in every way that you can uh, describe it. I want to be all in. I want to be somebody willing to have all my property confiscated. I want to be someone willing to be thrown into a lion's den before I bow. I want, don't you want to be these great worthies of faith? But this good report they had wasn't because of their heroic acts. It was because of faith in Christ. God was the one that gave this report. And they had a good report through faith. Let me repeat this again. To him that worketh not. Would that be you? You know that if salvation is by works, you don't have a chance. If salvation is dependent upon anything that you do before God can save you, you're toast. You work not. To him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. 
You believe that what Christ did made the way for God to be absolutely just, consistent in all of his glorious character, and justify you. You believe that? You really, do you know I really believe that? I, by the grace of God, I really believe that. This is my hope. We trust the righteousness and merits of Christ alone, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Looking unto Jesus, he goes on to say in Hebrews 12, 2. Not looking unto Jesus and looking unto Jesus. I love the simplicity of that. Looking. Looking. If I say look at me, you don't think, well, what's he mean by that? You look. You look, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Now let's go on reading, verse 39. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us, these worthies of the faith, should not be made perfect. They're not going to be saved independently of us. Now, what did he mean when he said, uh, uh, having not received the promises? Well, look in verse 13 of this chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. These all, talking about Abel and Enoch and Noah, and Abraham and Sarah, and that's who's mentioned before this verse, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. As a matter of fact, Abraham never stepped one foot into the land God promised him. Not one foot. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them. They believed them and they embraced them as good news and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Said, well, this world's not my home. If you have faith, you know that. This world's not my home. I'm not of this world. Every believer knows that. Now, what is this thing about, back to our text in the end of Hebrews chapter 11, and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Now these worthies, these heroes of faith, will not be made perfect without us. Think about that. The Lord said in John chapter 6, verse 39, this is the will of him who sent me, that of all, which he hath given me, I should lose nothing. Not one. You see, if he lost one, guess what? All of them are going to be lost. If he lost even one. But in this thing of salvation, while we're saved individually, we're all saved together. By what Christ did. You see what Christ did saved every one of his people completely. 
And that is salvation, what he did. They're not going to be independent of us. We're not going to be independent of them. Uh, uh, Hebrews 2.11 says, Both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified, that's every believer, are all of one. For the which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren. If they're not all perfected, none of them will be perfected. Now this demonstrates to us just how much Christ is salvation. We admire these men that we just read about. We want to be like them, but they're not to be put up on a pedestal. They have the same report that any believer has, a good report through faith, looking to Christ alone. God having bestowed, provided some better thing for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? That's the, the elect, every believer. Uh, while faith produces such power, we're all saved the same way by what he did alone. Let's pray. Lord, how we thank you for the gospel of thy son. How we thank you for the precious gift of faith that looks to the justifying work of thy blessed son that you sent. And Lord, we ask that we might be able to walk in the steps of these glorious examples of faith. Bless this message for your glory and for our good. In Christ's name we pray.